Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from cloudy, but hot, Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Forward. I'm the project... What am I? I am the co-founder. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start again. Stephen G. Forward, uh, co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. I'm coming to you from a very hot and humid Harlem, where it is raining intermittently. And I'm Seth Rodney. I'm a senior editor at the Hyperallergic Blog and author of last year's book, The Personalization of the Museum Visit. And I am speaking to you from Orange County, but Orange County within New York State in the lovely town of Newburgh. Um, this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we'd like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and so today we've been plagued with technical difficulties, um, <laughs> and which may be related to our topic uh, in order mm. for us to keep us from discussing Jeffrey mm. Epstein, because, mm. because we definitely know that there are a variety of conspiratorial networks that are trying to keep the truth of Jeffrey Epstein from the good citizens of this world. Mm. Uh, and today mm -hmm. we are, you know, today we're going to try and talk through it. Um, so, I, Steve, I think you had said you wanted to ask Seth and I a question mm -hmm. before right. we jumped into the discussion. So, yeah. So when we were discussing this briefly, I think last week, I mean, two weeks ago, both yeah. of you were kind of hesitant to talk about it. And so where I wanted to start, what I think is a good entry point for us is first, how did you first hear about the Jeffrey Epstein case? And then why was it, it on your, your news radar? You want me to? Okay. So either one. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So i was cursorily aware of the Jeffrey Epstein case uh, mm -hmm. before you, you know, you brought it up because I read the news, honestly, probably more than I should. Um, <laughs> there are lots of other great things to be reading, but I do spend a lot of time reading. So I didn't learn that much from the stuff that you had sent around. I mean, it certainly refreshed some of the facts. So I appreciated that mm -hmm. um, or the facts such as they are. There weren't a lot of facts in those articles. There's a lot of speculation and which always rubs me the wrong way. Um, mm -hmm. Unless, you know, I'm reading something that is in that genre. It, so, and it was on my news radar. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to front load the conversation too much. I do have some things to say about mm -hmm. it. I do. I mean, I guess I can offer this up. I I have a some. I have a, a slight aversion to stories, to factual stories that are fueling conspiracy theories, mm -hmm. and that and I see both sides as complicit in that. Like, so you have basically you sort of you have the you know the kind of the QAnon folks, and I know they've got this whole narrative of Jeffrey Epstein. But there's also, I mean, these articles, this Vox article, I mean, these things are just steeped in speculations and just, you know, like he knew this person, like even that like photograph of him with Alan Dershowitz, like, like you mm -hmm. couldn't snap a photo of someone with, with someone else, like in a, not compromising is the wrong word, but in a uh, suggestive, suggestive. yes, mm -hmm. thank you, suggestive position. So anyway, that's my thing. So it's not that I wasn't aware of it. Um, I did, I didn't feel prepared to talk about it last week uh, i do now mm. uh, but mm -hmm. uh but yeah so so there you go so, so my answer is that 
I didn't care at the time mm-hmm. because there was a whole bunch of other shit going on. Uh-huh. And if, if I remember correctly, and and it's hard to because this current political administration goes from scandal to scandal, like um, mm-hmm. a breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. They, they, precisely. So it could have been the impeachment. It could have been finding out that the the Russian president put a bounty, allegedly put a bounty on soldiers in Afghanistan mm-hmm. to 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 incite the um, the locals to kill American uh, American mm-hmm. soldiers. It could have been uh, the whole thing with um, the PPP disbursements, finding out that they went to businesses that were friendly to or supportive of the Trumps. It could, it could have mm-hmm. been any one of them. But I remember feeling like I'm reading about these some more pressing for me, what, what, what do we call them, crises? Um, yeah, just more things. urgent matters for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Epstein thing... I particularly remember the spike in public attention happening when he, quote unquote, committed suicide. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, I could spend part of my consciousness. I don't think like, you need air quotes around the suicide thing. But okay, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> I, 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 we can we can See, talk about I, it. I, I, I like even that, even that, like okay, fine. But we can talk about it. But I remember thinking I can't devote any more of my consciousness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to that because. I have work I have to do, and the world is falling apart, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, 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 the stories just did not have traction for me. Mm. The, the reason why I asked that question was because I was trying to figure out a context for the rest of this particular conversation, meaning that you're two of the smartest people I know, two most compassionate people that I know, mm-hmm. and that the story, I Thank was you. wondering the context for people hearing about this case. I heard about it years ago and was wondering, <laughs> and this is the that, Julie, yeah. yeah, the Julie Brown, um, Miami Herald stories. And mm-hmm. I was reading those and going, what the, f- how in the hell did this man get this light sentence? Right. So it was less for me about like the QAnon stuff is not even really on my radar. Okay. So it's less about conspiracy for me than I went to the victims and I was happy that they had finally had sort of a platform and it was, it was sort of a slow one that was developing through first the Miami Herald right. or actually with the police, the Palm, right. yeah, the Palm, Palm Beach, Palm Beach. Thank you. I always forget mm-hmm, Palm mm-hmm. Beach, um, mm-hmm. the police and those, um, those tapes where they're, they're talking about their experiences. And then right. finally the filthy rich, um, short, um, short mini uh, docu-series that came on, yeah. there's yeah, yeah. even more people talking about it, and they seem to have the same story right. about how they were lured in. The reason why it came up to me as this topic to speak with you guys about is because of um, Gillen, Gil, Gillen Maxwell. Maxwell. People have been, yeah. people been saying yeah. Ghislaine and all this other, you know, how do you say her name? But one mm-hmm. of the, um, one of the um, alleged victims said that she, it was Gillen. Gillen. Mm-hmm. Gillen. <laughs> and it was the kind of, so even though the stories that, that I sent you guys that kind of were less, they pointed to facts, but they were also speculative. That's not where I went. I actually went to the victims and I was like, well, how is it? It was a f- story about gender and class to me. 
mm-hmm. and how he was able to perpetuate mm-hmm. this for so long. I mean, mm-hmm. the titillating parts are he knew two presidents, a prince, and is connected to all these different institutions like MIT and Harvard and so forth and mm-hmm. right. due to his money. But it was right. like, I was listening to one of the women, I think her name was Michelle, because yeah, Michelle... No, it was Courtney Wilde who had served mm-hmm. some time, mm-hmm. had some mental issues. Mm-hmm. And then when Julie Brown um, reached out to all these victims with a packet of information to say, hey, I don't want to re-infl- you know, re-traumatize you, but I want we, this story is important because Alex, Alex Acosta, <laughs> this man, is, has been nominated you know, and Mm -hmm. approved, you know. So -hmm. when they came out and she said that her parents were asking her, she was, you know, upset and her parents were saying, what's wrong with you? And she goes, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just want to die. And I was thinking about what it, what it could feel like. And, 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 and the full disclosure, well, not completely full disclosure. I know a lot of women who've been abused or raped, a Mm -hmm. lot of women Mm-hmm. Um, that are either in my circle or people that I've met and we've just talked and they've just been open about their sexual abuse and no one believing them. Not all, every single person because we mm-hmm. had different kinds of conversations. So it always struck me as when you're victimized and you come out and you say, I've been victimized, who believes you? And to me, mm-hmm. this story, this story has a lot of really personal and thoughtful and revealing things about what it says about our justice system about who's believed, who's not believed, like I said, gender and class. Mm-hmm. I was happy that the um, the docuseries was able to give us a slice of what it was like for these young girls to mm-hmm. give us their stories directly from them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I think it was even Courtney or another um, victim who said when they finally went to court to just to give their stories, right? I was like, and she said um, something to the effect of, I didn't know these other women, <laughs> do you know? But it mm-hmm. was, it was like this sad, tragic sorority that have been, you know, kind of come together nas- internationally to talk mm-hmm. about their experiences. Mm-hmm. So I was that's where a lot of the um, the lure of the story came for me, as well as Julie K. Brown's reporting, like mm-hmm. keeping mm-hmm. that shit in the fucking news. Mm-hmm. After hearing that um, Jeffrey Epstein and um, get Gielan Maxwell were actually like, you know, threatening people over the years not to mm-hmm. report mm-hmm. on them or we'll destroy you, that kind of thing, that the Miami Herald stood to their stick, stuck to their guns. So I really, really mm-hmm. appreciate that. So those were kind of the elements for me that were I thought were very telling and very um, painful, but also illum- illuminating. So that's, and, and how these women could, you know, can continue to, some of them are thinking, you know, probably we'll go into talking with other sexual abuse advisors survivors and so forth but mm-hmm. it it gave them it seemed to me that they were motivated to not let this to, to keep their voices going mm-hmm. and not just to make what do you call it to um to get a chunk of the estate but also mm-hmm. just to say this is this actually happened and i did report mm-hmm. it and no one mm-hmm. did anything so <laughs> you know? i want to i want to jump in here and talk a oh, little please. bit about because i'm talking too much about no no the, no um, i appreciate it yeah, no, it was, it was really good introduction and, and explanation, Stephen. But I want to talk, just shine a little bit of light on how crucial investigative reporting is. How mm-hmm. how difficult it is, how and how many re, and how much it requires a lot of institutional resources in order to mm-hmm. get done right. I mean, my, the Miami Herald spent 
I don't, I don't, I have no idea how much money they spent on this, but they, they clearly spent not just, not days or weeks, but months, like gathering years. all this information. Right? Years, years, actually. So right. hundreds of thousands easily. Right. So, so it reminds me of the, the, the spotlight film and the kind of money mm. and resources and, and, and human power that went into exposing the Catholic church abuse scandal, mm. right? In Boston and surround, and New York and surrounding parishes. It takes a lot of work to do this kind of digging, and it's very methodical. I remember particularly, and I think it was the film, the the uh, Miami Herald report, uh, Julie K. Brown, I think, talking about how there were reams and reams of documents that had redacted mm-hmm. information from the victims. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. they one would one document would mention the girl's age, um, but not her name. And then another document would mention her first name, but nothing else. And they had to piece things together over time. Mm-hmm. And it makes me just want to say publicly, um, probably not for the first time, one of the things that is the most dangerous uh, element of this particular administration is this constant demonization of the press. A free Mm -hmm. and independent press is crucial to the functioning of our country. Mm -hmm. It's crucial. If we didn't have that, if we didn't have people who are willing to dig for years. For years. For years to find the truth out about people like Epstein and Acosta uh, and Trump and Maxwell. Mm Mm-hmm. None of these people would see anything that looks like justice. I mean, I, I was, and it reminded me too of the Nasser, the Olympic um, uh, tr- uh, doctor. Um, mm-hmm. What was his the name? Abuse oh, yeah. those girls. Yeah, yeah abuse like over a hundred girls. Mm-hmm. Like again, if you don't have someone digging, if you don't mm-hmm. have a free and independent press, you don't get because because clearly the court system fails. Um, all, all elements of the legal system fail. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement fails. Um, they're the backstop. Yeah. They're so I, I second that. Of course, you're right. Uh, of course, you know, it's particularly tough to do this when you're the only person doing it. You know, the story had no traction. Obviously, it must have been difficult to mm-hmm. to maintain the kind of energy, enthusiasm, and focus necessary to bring, you know, the stories to the light of day. I. I realize, you know, as you went through all that, Stephen, everything you cited, I you know, basic, you know, I agree with, you know, as far as mm-hmm. uh, clearly the wealthy are on a different, you know, institutional track than you and I are on or the three of us are on and, mm-hmm. and your access to leniency and dismissal is much greater if you have millions or in his case probably billions although i know there's some uh, there's some discrepancy around yeah that. right yeah no i understand that that the, he may not have been well as wealthy as people say here's the thing that and actually hearing you re- articulate your sort of legitimate and and i would say righteous uh, uh mm-hmm. dismay at the way this story was not treated. So uh, I hear that as um, a a valid uh, accusation, if not intended, certainly deserved, you know, on my part, as far as like my attention, because I have to say, I do have an actual resistance mm-hmm. to the way 
the story is the kind of currency the story the story has in our culture. I actually mm-hmm. literally do. I, I I do understand that. Like reading all of those articles, I and this is it's so it's so funny. I I think emotionally I might have some sort of resonance with how you might feel around kind of your internal skepticism around the the Black Lives not the Black Lives Matter movement as in the people involved in it, but as in the Black Lives Matter movement, as in its efficacy, what is actually going to change as a result of, of kind of the mm. protests and stuff. And, and I, when I read those details, the Vox article, all the stuff, now let's bracket the Miami Herald one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am not, I mean, that's, it's hard for me to imagine, you know, sustaining that for what, two, three years, four years, something like that. So mm-hmm. these stories are not, they don't have fuck all to do with the girls and and what they've suffered. They Absolutely. have to do with like the sort of masturbatory titillation right. of the mm-hmm. transgression, mm-hmm. and and it's it, and 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 the power and the it was like reading an art like the Vox article was like reading like an essay version of a Showtime show like, right. I mean, it's like, like you know this powerful person knew this powerful person and we don't actually know what happened at this meeting right, right. like yeah like <laughs> i just like the the amount of smug self-righteous satisfaction that was like oozing from those sentences mm-hmm. like the, the, like little like little things like in the new yorker article i, re- I actually remember seeing this one sentence that it said you know uh, um maxwell who had to who had to subsist on a mere one hundred thousand dollars a year? I remember that. Mere, yes. You know, I so remember that. Yeah. fuck you, New Yorker writer, who probably make about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Like <laughs> I, I don't like it's I, I, I that I, kind of thing mm-hmm. really irritates me and gets under my skin. And so, and rightly so. That, rightly and so. that obscures that obscures. And I'm not say, I'm not defending it. I'm explaining it. That obscures. Mm-hmm what is a completely legitimate preoccupation and disgust with how these women, uh, these women's um, stories mm-hmm. and were treated and, and these actual criminal acts were criminal treated. Acts. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, th- th- you mm-hmm. know, this is, this is not a, he said, she said, she's like 14, you know? So, I mean, uh, anyway, so that, thank you for that because you, that was, that was leading to a point that I, I couldn't, quite articulate articulate because I was like, if it weren't for these kinds of articles, you probably wouldn't know anything about the story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's true. it's a double-edged sword. It's so full of Ghislaine, uh, Gil- Ghislaine Maxwell sitting out in the In-N-Out burger. How dare mm-hmm. she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's the story? The actual mm-hmm. story is right. about these young women being abused. That's the story yeah. and how the government failed them. And gave this guy a sweetheart deal where he was never really in jail, you know, technically. So that's the story. And so I thought at one point, maybe the distaste that you expressed earlier about these kinds of um, the way that they're reported is a really important thing to think about when we it's a function of what's going on today with journalism in general. Mm-hmm. And what turns me off yeah, about sure. a lot of broadcast journalism, I'd rather read stuff than the broadcast because you have to contend with the sound and the dun, 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 breaking news, mm-hmm. CNN. And one of my favorite comedians, <laughs> Michelle Wolf, said <laughs> at the, um, I think it was the, um, the journalist, um, whatever. White it was. House, White House Correspondents <clears throat> Dinner? 
Yeah, she goes, congratulations, CNN, you broke the news. I mean, you broke it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, well, well, this is, well, this, I mean, uh, you know, lots of smart people have talked about how CNN has under, I think it's Zuckerberg. Is that right? Zuckerberg is the, um, I think so. Uh, president, uh, has took on, I think it was in the nineties, this combative format. So basically they, they, the, 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 the template mm. is, you get a couple guys from the right, a couple guys from the left. And you have the right. CNN correspondent who acts as a kind of referee. So you have a whole generation. And I just found it's this on worse tw- now. It's even it's worse. It's completely no, it's worse. worse. And I can no, see this. No, but but, but it's, it's the, even worse. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's stupid. But what's, what's surprising, too, is that – not surprising, but what's dis- disheartening is to see people like Chuck Todd who apparently – didn't graduate <laughs> from college having the kind of power and presence that he does i mean he's like dale tapioca pudding he doesn't take a position on anything he just allows people to just sort of like throw uh uh invectives at each other it's, it's, it's awful despite the fact that you disparage the fact that he had no <laughs> i know i don't want to give him that because it's a thousand degrees but no I but know. it counts <laughs> i'm kind of with oh, you Stephen, on. On i think it, it, can, I think it no. can i think it can matter but i don't it, think yes. it does matter it, but it, I think he's I, just a terrible host. Right, but it, I, do you know how many people okay. have graduated from college that are total fucking morons? Like I just Absolutely. like don't, like okay. I don't think that is an indication of anything. Like, okay, I, I mean, and, and <laughs> really? I really okay. so here no no it can, here's but, the thing. It, but do do I think education matters? Yes, but do I yes. think a degree matters? No, not necessarily. Absolutely well, not. Like I right, really right. don't. I met some of the most brilliant people who barely left high school, barely graduated, but it was their compassion, there was their curiosity, the way they were able to crunch information and come up with original thought. I love that. But I want to get back to CNN, because CNN Mm. continues to get louder. I don't know if you notice this. (laughs) You guys notice this, boom, 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 breaking news. It's a a loud format Mm -hmm. with with just what you said, this sort of um, boxer ring kind of um, setup. Mm -hmm. And I feel often with like CNF, stop watching CNN stuff because it it doesn't move me. It makes Mm -hmm. me, it, 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 it it raises the hackles on my neck. I I know Mm -hmm. I'm being set up. I don't don't want to, I don't want to venture too far. Yeah. I don't want to venture too far from your Epstein topic, but I do want to say the thing that really irks me about uh, two things quickly. The thing that really irks me about CNN is the thing that is very popular because I don't really watch it very often other than watching web clips of stuff or like Mm -hmm. a segment of a show, that kind of thing. But I really hate on their uh, on their website now. There's always this like, you know, watch Anderson Cooper react to, you know, the Trump secretary's latest. Like, why do I care how Anderson Cooper reacted to this? The the second thing I was going to say, because Seth was very skeptical of the college degree thing. I want to make sure that I'm clear about it. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that to perform a kind of modesty or humility i i really do genuinely believe that a college indication is not a good indicator of someone's sophistication or intelligence i really do believe that and i just don't think it's a very useful shorthand uh maybe Mm -hmm. it was at one point in in our society maybe when education required a a tremendous amount of effort Mm. to satisfy 
Um, I'm not saying that, but today a college degree is just like, if you have enough money, you have a college degree because you are on the right social track to, to acquire that. Absolutely. Right. But, but, but but here's another thing um, Mm -hmm. about that. And I think maybe, I think you guys are are right, but I want to explain how I got here. Okay. Um, Sure. Part of the reason is that I found out that Candace Owens who is a talking point gremlin, uh, white uh, apologist for white supremacy, uh, doesn't have a college degree either. And and I think, and I, I, here's, here's okay. how I got there. So I see these shining examples of intellectual mediocrity. And I think what one of the things that I read years ago that uh, stayed with me, with regard to formal formal edu- post post secondary education is that what it does getting a four year degree what what that mm-hmm. tells an employer is that at the very least you're able to stick it out you're able to run the half marathon for four mm-hmm. years to get mm-hmm. a degree like whatever your field is yes you're right if you have the money to do it you can get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and for people of that age, in a particular means, like there's nothing else really to do for those four years except to go to mm-hmm. college. But if you can't stick it out, right, and you have the means to do so, that tells me something. That that that's a that's a bad indication to me. That's a that's an indication of a kind of intellectual laziness or smugness or something mm-hmm. something in there right that's but there's, not there's so many other possible factors the re- mm-hmm. like i you know paul pot had a phd from the sorbonne i, I mm-hmm. mean and was resp- you know the Khmer rouge the founder of the Khmer rouge and you know the the man responsible for the murder of millions mm-hmm. of cambodians had Fair a phd point. stephen point. miller went to duke he went to duke Right. right, Duke, Duke, Stanley mm-hmm. Fish, Duke, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, no, Stephen Miller went to Duke. No, I mean, no, but Stanley so, yeah. Fish is Duke. The, oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So, know, I'm the, sorry. Oh, thank you. The I scholar. Had to, yeah. I, I had yeah, to yeah. catch up with that one. Yeah, Stanley <laughs> Fish. I was in there. <laughs> right. 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 So, I, I, I had to hustle for that one. Right. Right. Um, so, I just it means something, but it doesn't it, it doesn't signal the things that I think you and certainly i want it to signal because mm-hmm. of course i clearly love education i have loved my education mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. love university campuses love mm-hmm. them like mm-hmm. actually love being on sort of traditional um mm-hmm. i mean in, you know like a, an open quad a big expansive lawn mm-hmm. lawn you know giant libraries yeah me too I, yeah. I love well, that you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Huge steps, and I, I love that yeah, stuff. Love yeah, it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't mean what I want it to mean. Fair enough. It, you know. Oh no, it, I agree. Yeah. It, it just it yeah. just doesn't. And so you know, and and I think so. If like if, if we can try and pull this back to the Epstein thing, I think it's a good indication of of how we see the things that we want to see when we belong to the, you know, whatever class we happen to belong to. So, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, people with wealth and and the rest of that see themselves as good people and understand (laughs) that they have a certain amount of privilege. And so they extend that, that, that sort of excuse making that like, oh, let's look the other way. We'll give it a pass. Oh, absolutely. And and it obscures, you know, it obscures these, these, these people. But let, let me ask, let me ask, 
uh, Stephen and and Seth, like sort of a an additional question because I I have another concern about the way the Epstein story is sort of shared and the kind of currency that it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, again, bracketing the Miami Herald, which I, we don't have to bracket it. We talked about that the the value and the difficulty of that kind of investigative reporting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does this story? Why is it such a powerful cipher for both? you know, sort of for the entire political spectrum, you know, you know, mm. the, the conspiracy folks, the liberal folks, the mm-hmm. conservative folks, like why, why? You know, you know the answer. You know, well, the I, answer. Have spe- you, I have speculation yeah, yeah, actually, about this. We all know the answer. It's, it's, it's about white girls. It's about this. It's about Snow White. It's about the princess who is defiled and who is mm. innocent. And she's defiled by the person with power. Right. And we mean white and we mean white in a metaphorical sense, right? right. Not, not white in the, 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 right. No. Yeah. Okay. Right. That this is, this is, well, I don't know that we would have these. I don't, well, I don't know that he wasn't raping black and brown girls too. Right. But but no no one's come come forth. No one's come forth as a Latino or as a black woman. Yeah. Okay. So all the ones that we've seen are are racialized as white. And that's important to know who European American. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Although, so, so that's part a, of it. Wouldn't this be a counterexample, though? So it's all if they, if I guarantee you, if this if if he was molesting, if he was raping a bunch of Latino and black women, it would all be about like everyone would care about this if these were, were white girls. But they are white girls, and no one gave a shit. So no right, uh, well, no, see, that's, no, yeah. right no right. Mm-hmm. So but we give a shit now precisely because they are young, um, um, they were below the age of consent. And they were taken advantage of by not just one rich, powerful man, but mm-hmm. by a rich, powerful man that has a consortium of people around him protecting him and his wealth. So, you know, mm-hmm. Acosta, um, the degraced, disgraced um, um, transportation secretary um, mm-hmm. who gave him this sweetheart deal, um, mm-hmm. basically sealed. Well, I, I, let me be careful here. I don't know that the records were sealed, but basically did not. Okay. So did not allow the victims to know what had happened with this man who had abused mm-hmm. them. Right. Is this um, standard legal practice though? I, I, I don't know. So Good yeah, question. I don't the, it sounded like both of the parties agreed to both the government and, um, uh, Epstein's lawyers that they that was one of the things they wanted it they wanted it closed so it was something sometimes that, they that stuff is done to, yeah sometimes that stuff is done to protect protect victims, the victims that's right. right maybe not in this case clearly these victims were not protected right, right, but I'm right. saying that mm-hmm. but, but right. I mean but that is done for that it seems more nefarious here honestly based on the kinds of things I agree with that the deal itself yeah so yeah I agree with that but you're right yeah. mm-hmm. I so I think that's the answer I mean I think that that, that it's 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 you know it's fading in our cultural lexicon or as primacy is fading in our cultural lexicon lexicon but mm. do you remember guys being in the 80s and 90s how often people would say something like blah 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 you took their innocence mm-hmm. you don't hear that said very much anymore <sighs> but i think that's the sort of sort of thread running through this this whole sordid uh saga so I, I think you hit on it with that last description. And mm-hmm. I think that we are all implicated in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. I think that what it's not like, so in, for one set of, for one set of critique, it is, it's, it's going to, I'm going to do my best to articulate this succinctly for one set of critique. It's white 
white girl innocence produces outrage. For another set of critiques, it's injustice against black and brown bodies. For another set of critiques, it's, you know, sort of the uh, disdain for the American way of life and, you know, in our past or whatever. Hmm. But, but the thread that is running through all of them is our own national puritanism. Mm. And we are all steeped in it. All of us, mm-hmm. conservatives and liberals alike. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, my deeper critique of the Epstein story is this, that, that we believe our social class defines our power in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. We believe that our social class, we believe that our legal status, we mm-hmm. believe that our positioning is defined by where we are in the social strata. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There could be a variety of reasons for that because, you know, America doesn't have a strong sense of class in its ideology, and so it overcompensates for it in the way that we, we partition Absolutely. ourselves. Absolutely. But anyone who has had, a ch- any parent who has had a child, there is no more inferior legal status in in the Western world than perhaps an animal, than a child. As a parent, you are allowed to do what you will with your mm-hmm. child. And, and every parent knows that their child has power. Mm. Your, your child does not have legal, real legal power. It has some protections against, you know, like harm and stuff like that. But your child can rule a home. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with their legal status. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with their social status. Mm-hmm. And we are totally inept as a culture. And our intellectuals, on balance, are totally inept at discussing this. Mm-hmm. We, we absolutely, from Black Lives Matter all the way to the QAnon and Epstein stuff, we are steeped in this idea that there is an innocent state and it mm-hmm. has been corrupted by a series of institutions. Hmm. For, for BLM, it is mm-hmm. corrupted by whiteness. For the QAnon folks, it is corrupted by... A cabal of pedophiles. Yeah, evil something, liberals. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely. Is like, yeah. So, yeah. so this is my rejection. Uh, this is not my rejection. That's too strong because I think what Stephen articulated was powerful and I was listening and he's absolutely right. And there of course are I real, am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's real pain and there's, and there's real suffering here and that mm. should be called out and that should have been punished. Um, but the way these stories function, I make me uh, dissatisfied and uh, uncomfortable. Thanks very much for listening. As we've done lately, this conversation is split into two parts. So this conversation is part one, uh, and we will pick up part two next week and hope you'll join us. Thanks very much. Mm